1: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, getting a lot of good text on the Sean Payton, D'Amico Ryan's dynamic that we can get to here. We got a nice long segment here. Sean Pendergast Somebody,
2: somebody accused us of beating a dead horse. And I said the, the press conference was yesterday. We haven't had a chance to beat this horse yes.
1: Right, this, uh, right.
2: So we're beating it about the the ears. And knows okay until until it dies finally. Yeah, yeah. Go it's ahead. Be a fire slow me, Les Alexander. Go ahead and fire me. Yeah, um, you're done for, old man. we got no power. Are we sure
1: that it is a Houston texter, not a Kansas City texter?
2: Are we sure? Oh, yeah, pretty sure. Because that was yeah. A three we two. About yep. this quite a bit. A yeah. three two. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just says He's why talking are you about be- the top? Yeah.
1: He says why are you beating a dead horse? He didn't specify what we were talking about. I saw the same text.
2: It was right. It was right when we were talking about the D'Amico Ryan and Sean Payton stuff. It was just. It was uh, that we've talked about that topic before, except now. It's been asked about from Sean Payton and from the owner and GM directly, so it's relevant. So we yeah. hadn't talked about that specific part of it yet. That was a fresh filly, yes, um, that yeah. we're beating. Yeah. yeah, it's a new brand new one. Uh, someday we'll shoot it trackside, okay? Right, we'll right. We'll get what you want, Well, you'll get your pound of flesh. Yeah. You'll get your horse shot in front of you, Yes, right, sicko. Right, But for, not, not yet. For
1: now, we're just tormenting it a little bit. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, J.J. Watt. A topic we discussed earlier. Be warned, J.J. Um, J. Watt. Here's J.J. Watt uh, from the Rich Eisen show on why he chose to retire now.
0: Every single day is a mental grind, and trying to make sure that you're the most prepared, trying to make sure that your recovery is the best. And even in January, February, you're already, you know, stressing about making sure you're prepared for the next season. And those are the types of stresses and mental you know, mental gymnastics that I was ready to be done with. I wanted to enjoy time with my son and my wife. I wanted to go through life and and know what it feels like to just kind of relax a little bit. And if I miss a workout to play golf, then I miss a workout to play golf. And and I don't have to like worry, did I do the right thing today or did I hurt my chances of having a good season?
2: Basically, you retired because of leg day. Sean, uh, <laughs> yes, which I, I feel like that's the most, I feel like that's the most relatable it. way to put it. Yeah. He was tired of doing leg day all day, yeah. every day for 365 days, right? Yeah. And
1: not being able to skip one just to go get nine in at the end of the day. Yeah.
2: He wants to skip leg day, bro. Right, okay? right uh it's uh it's true that part and like to to put it you know JJ's not framing that like you know a woe is me feel sorry for me type of way or anything he understands you know the difference between that and and real work but there is there is that pressure especially when your body is banged up where it's just constant stress of always like always having to have like a sneaker commercial caliber workout, and uh, and trying to get back to right, and w- while your body is in physical pain, that the he had started off that quote by saying it was more the mental than the physical side, but it's the mental stress of getting the physical side ready, and then not to mention like during the season of just constantly being evaluated it every day. When you first step away from it, it does it feels like you're there's a weight being lifted off of you because you're so used to being evaluated and judged every single day uh, that you don't, you don't even, even though JJ thinks he knows, he doesn't even know really how, how much pressure that is over time. Yeah. Well,
1: some of the guys I've talked to about that, I, I wrote a big article about this for the Houston press, like six years ago, seven years ago. I might've even talked to you for it. I know I talked to Chris Myers and a few other former Texans. Um, and, and some guys outside of Houston, Eric Winston, I think I talked to, um, but people don't realize most people like how much of your time is spoken for as a football player throughout the year. Particular times of day in season, obviously, a ton of your time is spoken for. Like it's a very regimented lifestyle, and yeah. to to the point where, when some guys retire, they talk about how like all of a sudden the, all the free time you have is actually a detriment. Like it's it's you know, some guys don't do well with that. Like it right, turns right, it yeah. turns out the structure was actually. You know, finding the happy medium between the structure you had as a player and the complete yeah. lack of structure you have in retirement is a struggle for some
2: guys. Yeah, the part um, – I, re- I can remember talking to my brother-in-law about it while I was playing, and and I guess, yeah, I didn't really necessarily realize the difference between, like, living like – a, like, a, like, a quote-unquote normal job and my job, because I took my job very seriously. And he said, you know, I don't know, man. Like, it's just – I see the way you have to always – you're like, you always go home early from stuff and you don't, you never stay up late and you, like, all these other sacrifices that he was pointing out that, like, he just didn't live his life that way. And I never really, like, thought of them as sacrifices. I, a lot of times it's just a nice excuse to leave the party. So. <laughs> It's like, okay, sorry, guys. I got a, a real tough workout in the don't morning. But you know if, um, I'm a ball but there player, is, right? As far as, like, the diet and, you know, the, the, being responsible about alcohol and all that other stuff, it's a it's a different lifestyle that you don't really realize that it's any different than, than anybody else's um, until you're done with it. Uh, but but And again, again, I cannot state enough, but it's awesome. Like, okay, yeah, it's yeah, not no, like it, but it's just – but when your body starts to break down, then it's not so awesome. And then when you've got a bunch of money in the bank, that's the decision that, you know, JJ's at a point now where, yes, the he appreciates how much money you make doing that, but he's got a bunch of that in the bank, and and he's just tired of living that way. I wonder
1: how he feels physically. Like, he's had so many, like, he's had a bunch of big injuries, you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah, because the back stuff is what you would wonder about. Yes, and it was when he had that back stuff that he played through that it seemed like everything after that kind of went haywire. Yep, and he started having all those other injuries. I a lot of it comes down to whether you have arthritis or not, because you don't. If you can get a lot of major injuries without getting cartilage damage, and those guys tend to do all right as long as they stay active afterwards. Um, but the but the back is the big wild card. I mean, he seems. I, you know he's going to take care of himself, and I think the, the one thing a lot of guys have to learn. I remember talking to Chris Myers about this like he was he told me what workout he was doing like six months after he was done I was like dude that you don't that's unnecessary <laughs> like you're not stop doing that now well he was like you know doing box jumps and throwing stuff around and everything like man you your body Ross Tucker put this the best. Cause I And I, I was in a little bit of denial when I was done. Because I felt pretty good for having had as many injuries as I did. I took about two years to get myself right. I went and actually got, like, extra physical therapy. Like, did intensive physical therapy at a couple different facilities. And, like, I went from feeling awful to feeling pretty good over the course of, actually, I guess, about three years. And I decided, like, that's when I ended up, you know, like... I went from... I would have definitely qualified for disability, too. Like, okay, I, w- I won't qualify for disability now. Um, But what Ross Tucker said is, like, basically, if you're 35, your body is aged like it's 45. So that at the age of 35, you feel pretty good still. But then all of a sudden you get to 45, and you're like, oh, this actually feels like I'm 55. <laughs> like, Okay, now I get it. And then by the time you get to 55 – you're getting the artificial knees where a lot of people don't have to get them until they're 65 or so. So I think uh, Ross probably stated it the most accurately. You're just prematurely aged.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. JJ did climb to the top of Camelback Mountain in 46 minutes over the weekend. So he, yeah, it, it looks yeah. like things with a are weighted going, vest. On. With a weighted vest, he pointed that out too. Yeah, so he seems to be seems to be doing okay.
2: One of our listeners said that Camelback is. It's, he said that, like, it's not the most grueling, but it's grueling enough that a lot of people take it casually, and there are a lot of people turning turning around on Camelback. Oh, so, really? Like, as you're walking out, yeah, like, it's not the easiest. It, people are deceived by the fact that it's, you know, you should be able to do it within a couple hours, but they don't realize, that, like, yeah, a couple hours of going... Misery. ...really straight up yeah. in, like, uh, in not the most forgiving of climates. So
1: you yeah. said Lopez climbed Camelback Mountain when we were in Phoenix for the Super Bowl several years I ago? I know he
2: had... I know he attempted to, but he also, if I recall properly, this was a few years ago, it seems like he didn't bring enough water or something. Okay, I I can't remember. We'll have to ask him. We'll ask him
1: during the toss. Yeah, Yeah, we'll find out during the toss. J.J. Watt also was on with Dan Patrick uh, yesterday as well, and um, it looks like, barring a change of heart by either Tom Brady or J.J. Watt, the two should go in together into Canton – as first ballot Hall of Famers. Maybe even Aaron Rodgers, too, if he decides to retire. Here was J.J. Watt on that possibility.
0: I think it's cool to, to be retiring. We'll see at the, at the same time as the greatest of all time. I mean, so you think Brady will get in? I, I think he's got a shot. Okay. He's got if, some accolades. What if Rodgers retires? He will also make it, I think. Okay. I think he's going to make it, too. Where, where are you on the totem pole? With oh, Brady? Bottom. Roger? <clears throat> yeah, No problem. You've got to have a ring. I don't have one.
1: It's you know crazy? Aaron yeah. Rodgers, this is going to sound stupid because the Texans have never been to a conference title game, but I'm just talking Aaron Rodgers in a vacuum is a great player, one of the five or ten greatest, most talented at least, quarterbacks of all time. He's only been to one. He's only been to, yeah. he's only been to one. Right, right.
2: It's crazy. It's not crazy. so easy. Yeah. It's really a hard thing to do. It's kind of like with the – that's why I, – I mean, the Astros run has been so phenomenal. And it's, to go to four, I, I mean, it's just, it's absurd. And even then, you realize, wow, it's really hard to win a World Series. Yeah. Like the, if there, I don't know if I've ever really appreciated how hard it is to win a championship until I've seen the team I follow win two of them. Um, it's just, it's, it, cause you see how good those teams are. Yeah. And it like, oh, record breaking offense, best, best record in the league. Doesn't matter. It just, it's really, really hard. The, so, It lets you know how amazing the Astros are, which is really the purpose Aaron Rodgers serves in this life, is to let us know how how good the Astros are. That's basically, yeah. Absolutely. That's what I'm going to say at his Hall of Fame induction. Yes.
1: Um, J.J. Watt had said in his Rich Eisen interview that he'd have a tough time doing media because everybody points out how wrong you are all the time. Um, I don't know. I feel like J.J. uh, is kind of ready for that. First, uh, here is J.J. Watt talking about Tom Brady
0: being the greatest of all time. Those guys both got I mean, Tom has more rings than any team in the NFL. <laughs> I, know. I mean, it's literally insane. Like, anybody who tries to argue, like, I, I, my tweet to him after was, like, greatest of all time, no debates, no arguments, and people tried to argue. Said, shut up. Like, just <laughs> shut up. Like, <laughs> you're an idiot. Is he the greatest team player of all time in any sport? I mean, that's a very – that's a much more difficult argument because – I mean, you got guys with eleven rings. I mean, Bill Russell's an unbelievable. Like, how do you how do you quantify that?
1: See, my takeaway from that, J.J. Watt would be a fun person to have barroom arguments with. I think he'd
2: be yeah. good at because he calls because he will call you an idiot if you disagree. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's I'm the down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is true. Yeah. That is true. Sometimes I have to remind myself on the text line. I, I like sometimes everybody like everything looks worse in print, and I forget. I have to remind myself like, oh yeah. This guy's just texting the way he'd be talking if I was having an argument with him. Where like, oh yeah, you idiot! No, that's not true. Of course, now of course, Brady's not the greatest of all time, you moron. So uh, yeah, he would be. He'd be really good. I, I think he should be on some kind of like cold pizza type of show. Yeah, back in the day, something kind of yeah, casual. Just, just yeah. a bunch of guys sitting around and uh, tossing it. Yeah, I agree. Tossing each other. It's, it's, yeah, yeah let, <laughs> let's get to the next guy. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, JJ. I've got an idea for you. Tossing. Here's
1: here's JJ Watt laying out some of the, the ridiculous, absurd numbers on Tom Brady.
0: I mean, when you look at they put up that graphic, I think it was two weeks ago or whatever when they were playing of conference championship games. Like in Tom, and, and he's been in 15. And, and you sit them, there as a player, and you're you're just sitting there like I've never been to one. Uh, and people say I have a gr- I've had a great career. I mean, you potentially like. 12 years, I'm proud of what I did, but you sit there and you look at what Tom did for as long as he did it, and you have nothing but the utmost respect because you understand how difficult it is. You understand the parity in this league, the way that this league is set up with the draft order, with free agency, with waivers and everything. It's literally set up for the league to be a parity league. They want everybody to be in that 8-8 eight and eight window, and sometimes you swing one way, sometimes you swing the other. And somehow Tom, for 23 years, has found a way to never – Swing to the other side of the pendulum.
1: I love that you pulled the Astros into this because you're right. As he's laying that out, I go, Yeah, you know what? Like that, every other team in the AFC East probably feels like a fan of those teams was like, yeah, We had to live in the era of Brady, and probably even some of the good teams that feel like they should have won a Super Bowl or two along the way, yeah, more than they did, or at least won one that wasn't able to win one was like, Man, we just lived in the era of Brady. Like every, he just made it every year. The Astros are the, I think, the only team I've ever rooted for that's been on the right end of that sort of thing. Like when I think of a team that's been on the wrong end of that sort of thing, most recently, I think of the Rockets with Harden from like yeah. 16 through from like Dwight Howard through Chris Paul, where the whole thing was they existed during this warrior super team era and just couldn't break yeah. through. That's, they that's the Yankees they, right now. They
2: they could have actually ended up being known as if it weren't for the warriors, The Rockets may have ended up being one of those, I don't want to say one of the all time teams, but a a notable team as far as like, oh yeah, that, that, um, that 2010s era Rockets or from 2000, you know, in the mid 2010s, um, won several championships that they were that good. They were just second best at a time when there was somebody that was all time, all time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's, uh, that's why rooting for the Astros is fun, man.
2: As far as Pat Mahomes, if Pat Mahomes only ever wins one Super Bowl but goes to a few, is that – is he – he doesn't have anybody that he can blame. See, the Rockets had somebody they could blame – where uh, Pat Mahomes doesn't have anybody he can blame. I would say he's an abject failure. If, that, uh, <laughs> if he if only wins one Super, Super Bowl? Case. Yes. I would say he's uh, the most disgusting failure he's <laughs>
1: ever watched this earth. He's, so he's getting penalized, basically, for losing Super Bowls. Like, it,
2: that's it, what they did to, to, to Brady forever. It was. And to
1: LeBron, too. Remember when he's, you yeah. know, the, the whole chasing Jordan thing? He's like, well, he's lost a few. Like well, have yeah, yeah. but he made it there. You know what I mean.
2: You, you should only make the you should only make the championship game in a year when you'll definitely win it. Other yeah. than that, you get you get penalized for it. That got would never do it. But it's one if it's somebody that goes to ten championship games and loses five of them, but then somehow because the guy that went to four and won all four is better because he's undefeated in championship games, that's that's just bogus rationale. I cannot abide that.
1: Yeah. No, it is weird. Like Jim Kelly is looked at differently because he's o for four in Super Bowls. Like, okay, would he have been better off being o for o in Super Bowls?
2: You know, was it would he be well? Okay, would you rather be Marino or, or Kelly, G- Jim Kelly? Jim Kelly Marino for sure. never made a Super Bowl. He made right? one. He made oh, one. He early made one. In his long, okay, that's yep, he right. lost yep, to yep. The, He got
1: blown out by the Niners in a Super Bowl. Who's um, the
2: greatest quarterback to never make a Super Bowl? To
1: never make a Super Bowl, I'd have to go look at that during the break. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Um, I'll go check that out. It's a good question. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you. Um, Tom Brady made a bunch of Super Bowls. Tom Brady laid out his plans for yep. the next uh, for the next couple of
2: years. Uh, Warren Moon, Sonny Jurgensen, and Dan Fouts, by the way. Okay, those the, are good ones. Answer. Yep, yep. Those, those
1: are definitely good ones. Um, Tom Brady laid out his plans. We just heard JJ talking about Tom Brady. Do we think that maybe Houstonians will get their wish when it comes to Tom Brady? That is next.